0: Attention, musicians of all levels. It's not always easy picking out a song by ear. Sometimes you need a little help. Well, I have the app for you. Whether you're a professional musician or a beginner, Ultimate Guitar is an amazing app. For just $2.99, you get the chords and tabs on guitar, bass, or ukulele for over a million songs. They're all available at your fingertips. You also get tools like a tuner, metronome, chord library, lessons, videos, and more. You can find out any song you want. You that also has like transpose button. It has auto scroll that you can change the speed to so you can play along with the song. A lot of the songs have the lyrics there so you can sing along with them. Ultimate guitar is an amazing app. Just go to ultimateguitar.com or download the app to your phone today and start playing. Start playing any song you want. Ultimate guitar, that's the place for you. Let's get down. Hey gang, I want to make a quick announcement. Since we started this podcast in 2011 Only the last 20 episodes have been available On the streaming services You had to go back to the Podbean app Or to the website Howdidigethere.podbean.com To access past the 20 last 20 episodes Well gang, big surprise As of now the last 100 episodes are available on all streaming sites. That includes the From the Vault episodes. All of the episodes, the last 100 episodes from this episode back are available now on all streaming services, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Stitcher. Go there. If, whichever one you're subscribed to, whichever one you use the most, go subscribe to How Did I Get Here. Follow us, rate us, leave us a comment if you can, and uh, and check out the episodes, man. Get out there and enjoy the last 100 episodes of How Did I Get Here on your favorite streaming services. Let's get down. I'm Johnny, I'm your host, welcome to the show, I hope you guys had a good weekend, whatever it is you did this weekend. Whew, man, it is, it, that this, this high temperature thing, <laughs> this like 108 feels like 115 shit, it sucks man, I played a gig Saturday outside, people were freaking out before the show, like what's gonna happen man, are we gonna evaporate, are we gonna melt on stage, there was no cover on the stage, luckily there was some shade provided by the trees by the time we started so we were safe on that, but... I'm telling you what, man. This heat thing is really freaking me out. And it actually sent me into a massive panic attack on Thursday night that I actually took, like, some z to go to sleep, like, around 8 just to get out of my fucking head because I was freaking out, having a total panic attack. I'm not joking. Like, like, uh, like just sweaty palms, like, totally clenched back, like, kind of just uh, sort of obsessive thinking. And what had happened was... Um, I saw that there was a a guy that had written a book on climate crisis that was on fresh air. And when I, I was getting ready to do a podcast, I put it on to listen to and I listened to about half of it and it kind of freaked me out. But then I started it over when the podcast after the podcast and really kind of put it on the headphones on the earbuds and, uh, did some stuff with Rosie and listened to this whole thing. And then I started thinking about it. Then I turned on the news and they started talking about how El Nino is happening earlier than normal and all of a sudden I was like oh shit it's the end of the world (laughs) total total fucking meltdown and I couldn't get out of that thought pattern I couldn't get out of the sort of like what the fuck am I doing anything for this is the end like why am I learning all these fastball songs why are we going to go play in Brenham what is going on it's the end of the world is it I don't know if it is or not but I guess you can't really think like that I got out of my head I woke up Friday, I was a lot better. I will say that I did have like some weird, I was a little glitchy all weekend. (laughs) I was, I was. Skyrocket played at 310 ACL Live on Friday and that was a great show. Great time. It's always fun playing there, man. We always have great shows. The crowd was great. Darren made a fantastic set list and people, it was just a lot of fun. It was a really, really, really fun show. Even though I did forget an entire verse of a fucking song when I was singing it. And that's what I'm saying is I was glitching, you know, same thing happened on Saturday. When we were playing, we were out at the hot place in Brenham, which was really cool. It was a hot nights and cool tunes or whatever. Uh, hundreds of people from uh, Brenham and the surrounding area just fill up the square there in Brenham. And and they celebrated with us. We had a really great time. They actually said we were the best band they had ever had out there. So that was also exciting to know. But I did, I kind of messed up a few songs and just kind of like blanked out on stuff. There was one song that I was just like just freestyled at the park because I was like, I don't even know what I do here. And I play this song all the time. So yeah, after my panic attack, I was a little glitchy Sunday. I woke up, I was really tired. I did not sleep much on Friday night. uh, And I did not sleep much on Saturday night. Rosie's been waking me up early because she really, you know, she knows, she knows it gets hot. And we do our plan like from seven to nine in the morning outside. So as soon as it gets to be like 7.15, she's like, <laughs> or just starts barking at me. So anyway, so Sunday I got up and, and tried to work on some, I worked on some fastball stuff all day. Uh, I, w- I was wanting to work on it all day because I had the whole day to do it, but I just ended up like working on it, then taking a break then working on it and taking a nap, working on it and taking a break. Finally, about six o'clock at night, I was like, fuck this. Oof, what a crazy, I think a lot of it has to do with the heat too. You know, maybe it's it wiped wipe me out playing for three hours outside in the heat on Saturday night. Anyway, it was a good weekend, even though I glitched a little bit. I really got it back together. I'm doing this intro on Monday and I feel a shitload better today. I really do. I feel alive again and I feel like myself, which is fantastic. Um, I want to I want to let you guys know that this Friday, uh, this Friday, Ju- July 21st, I will be doing the very first How Did I Get Here presents with me Leslie Sisson for moving panoramas and Aaron Sinclair. We're all going to be doing solo sets. I'm going to be doing short interviews with each of, of them before uh, at the top of each set. I still need to ask one of them to interview me at the top of my set. Maybe I'll ask Leslie. Um, anyway, we're going to be playing this show. You could it's, I did it through this, uh, this new booking app called Gigstan that was started by Shooter Jennings and my friend Star Long. You can hear the podcast with them a few episodes back. It's really, really good. Scroll down if you're listening to this. It's a great conversation. It's a really good idea. Uh, I'll explain it all to you, but I don't really have the time. Go to gigstand.com, go to their events, and and you'll see How Did I Get Here presents there. I'll also put a link to it in the, in the bottom of this podcast text, okay? Uh, and then Saturday... Skyrocket plays at Last Concert Cafe in Houston. So if you live in Houston, you're listening to the show, come on out. Last Concert Cafe is a great place to play. You can come watch us evaporate there on stage as we melt in the summer of 2023 playing all of these outside shows. And listen, man, if you live in Austin, please come to the show. The How Did I Get Here Presents This is my very first show like this. And I think I'm going to do more like this. I want to make it a series where I bring two other artists. We each play solo acoustic sets and I do little interviews with each of the bands. They're shorter sets. It's not like a six-hour night, but um, I thought it was cooler than a songwriter in the round where you'd be interrupting people through the whole thing. I thought it'd be better for everyone to be able to play their own sets and get their own groove on, all right? So check that out. Go to gigstand.com, check out their, uh, their events, or look at the bottom of the text of this podcast, and you will see a link to my show this Friday, July 21st, with Leslie Sisson from Moving Panoramas and Aaron Sinclair. All right gang, I have a great show for you today. My old friend Charlie Faye returns to the show today. She has a brand new children's album that comes out this Friday, July 21st. It's called Charlie Faye and the Fanimals. Now she had a baby a few years ago and uh and was digging around the children's music scene to see what's going on and she had you know her band charlie Fay and the fayettes if you know them they were kind of like a motown based kind of band like kind of a throwback band to like the 60s and doing this motown kind of groove and she applied that to children's music and she got together with some amazing songwriters like sarah hickman who is a a, a children's songwriter extraordinaire also joe mcdermott who does the same thing uh suzanna who's been on the show many many times my very first guest at an incredible band she recorded over at Cedar Creek with uh, my friend Andre Moran and uh, Pete Thomas uh, from from Elvis Costello plays drums and also co-wrote some songs with her. Uh, Adrian Quesada from Black Pumas uh, played guitar uh, who's been on the show as well. Betty Sue and Akina Adderley sang backup. A lot of people played on it. Go check out the things. Go to Charlie Faye and TheFanimals.com. Charlie Fay and TheFanimals.com. Anyway, she made this great record, man. She wrote all these songs, tackling all of these sort of like modern issues and while also having a really good time. I mean, there's records on there called, like uh, songs on there called Cookie Tree. You're going to hear a song called Seven Days of Fun, a song called Snack Time, which is fantastic, that she co-wrote with my friend Susanna Choffel, uh, Octopus Getting Dressed, that's a funny one. Puppy in the Bath, which made me very happy. But also she tackles some There's Me and My Family, which kind of describes the different kinds of families there are now. Talks about the families, the mommies and the mommies and the daddies and the daddies and the mommies and the daddies. And just the whole, we got a lot of modern families going on out here. Also, Milo Wears a Tutu, which talks about a child being free to be themselves and and break out no matter what anybody thinks. Charlie Faye did a great job with this record. Charlie Faye and the Fanimals. Go to com to uh, get involved with that. The record drops this Friday, as I said. Uh, Milo Wears a Tutu and Seven Days of Fun, which you'll hear on this show, uh, are available now wherever it is you stream and download music. Also, gang, she's doing a record release show this Saturday, July 22nd, at Far Out Lounge at 10 a.m. Bring the kids. It's a whole event, a whole thing that she's starting to... Uh, to have like these kids shows around town. But this Saturday, July 22nd, 10 a.m. man, bring the kids, bring the whole family, bring the dogs. You can take your dog to, to far out lounge. Rosie's been out there with me. She loves it. Um, yeah, get out there. Saturday, July 22nd, record release show far out lounge, 10 a.m. Charlie Faye, check out Charlie Faye and the animals. This album drops on Friday, July 21st. And, uh, you can check out Milo wears a tutu and the song you're about to hear. Seven days of fun, wherever it is you stream music. So, without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with my dear old friend who's always been coming on the show, plugging her really great albums and all of her great music. Now she's here doing some children's music. This is my friend Charlie Fay from Charlie Fay and the Fanimals. Let's get down. You know, I do there is there is something I do want to ask who did the album cover
1: um okay so it's this artist um who my friend found on Instagram so it wasn't someone I knew oh, at wow. all I was just I had done a photo shoot for it and I thought I thought I would do a photo for the cover something of me and Edie or you know and uh it's amazing and then and then. I was like, oh, maybe an illustration would be cooler. Yeah. Um, and I was looking around and um, my friend Alex was like, oh, there's this artist on Instagram who is really great and maybe could do something in the style that you like. Because I I had a specific vision, of course, for what I wanted based on this, like, you know, 60s art thing. Right, right. And um And so I reached out to this woman. Her name was Lisa Taranchenko. And I said, this is what I'm looking for. I showed her the example. And she did a great job. Great job. Yeah. I love that album cover. Isn't it cool? Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, Are you making physical? I have so many weird questions. Oh, you did? Oh, excellent. Oh, thank you. Not
1: that you, I mean, but it might decorate your room here. Yeah. Maybe
0: I should get a little frame. Yeah. Oh, and then Edie's on the back. Yeah. Um, you did produce this record. That's what I thought. And you did it at Congress, or not Congress House. At Basically, Cedar. Yeah.
1: Congress House, yes.
0: <laughs> Giant Congress House yes. in the country. Yes, enlarged, uh, yeah. That's a great studio, man.
1: Yeah, Cedar Creek, yeah. Yeah, Cedar Creek, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah.
0: And Andre is amazing. Andre's so great. Hero, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, there's, this album is, is really, really good. It's Thank really you. great. You know, I was going to ask you, it's funny, did you watch that Wham! documentary?
1: No, I've just been seeing things about it. Was it good?
0: Yeah, it's great. It's great, but one thing that dawned on me when I was watching it was how uh, the Motown formula, like some of those songs are just straight up lifts of Motown songs, like the track is. Like you're just like, oh my God, it's like Tears of a Clown. Hmm. You know what I mean? hmm Anyway.
1: There's a, there's a Tears of a Clown there is. reference in this. Did you hear it?
0: I, on what song? <laughs>
1: um... On me and my family, yeah, 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 kind of snuck in there
0: that's an interesting song it's okay, so this is the other thing that happened, okay, speaking of Putumayo uh, I, I my my stepmom bought into Jimboree in the early eighties hmm. after my sister was born, and now my sister runs a couple of them in Miami, oh right cool. yeah At, however, they're super uh they're super Florida minded. Uh-huh. politically uh-huh like don't say anything right but they were they wrote me and they were like hey we we play Putumayo, like we have them on our playlist and all this stuff and we sold their records you know since the 90s or whatever and i was like oh that's cool then i was like oh this guy should check out check out so i know sorry i have to turn off we the ac turn
1: off the ac huh we really have to
0: yeah it's terrible sounding when it's on it's oh. like okay. yeah sorry <laughs> No,
1: Just just for the listeners, what what is the temperature in Austin today?
0: It's going to be 105. That's mm-hmm. what they've told us. And it it uh I and mean I can 3 check my... PM, yeah. and it's 3 p.m. So it's PM, probably I'm 105 so sorry.
1: degrees and we have the AC off.
0: It feels like 113 right now. Great. It's 102 and we Love have the AC it. off Love and we're just going to see We should
1: have taken our photo before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm melting. Oh well. Yeah.
0: Charlie Faye, you always look great and oh, you're okay. incredibly photogenic. <laughs>
1: Thank you.
0: That's all I'll say about that. That's enough of that. So uh back to this. It I realized again uh of like upon like the third listen through, like there are songs like uh Milo, Milo Wears a Tutu. Mm-hmm. That's a song that probably wouldn't have been on an album 15 years ago. You think?
1: Yeah, probably not.
0: Interesting, right? Yeah. So when you're I know you wrote that song with Sarah, you wrote with some great writers. Yeah, I wrote on that
1: one with Sarah Hickman.
0: Is it and Joe McDermott, he 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 was a guy like in the late 80s when I was playing, but then he switched gears, I remember, in Two. the 90s and then I didn't see him anymore yeah. except in the paper with children's. Yeah,
1: stuff. he does kids music now. Yeah. He does great with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um he was really fun to work with too.
0: Yeah. So it, I mean there's different issues that you're dealing with. Did you go into like writing this album with the idea of uh, of of like I'm going to do a song about a family. I'm going to do a song you know about how fun the week is.
1: Yeah, some and, things yes and some things no, I mean the ideas came from all different places. So the 7 days of fun which was like the first single. Yeah. yeah um
0: that's a great song too by the way, thank you yeah.
1: that idea came from um i used to do seven nights to rock
0: oh with the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: and i love <laughs> you know and i learned that i learned that i think from a nick Lowe record and i love how they go like monday yeah tuesday and yeah. i was like oh i should do a song that kind of follows this you know formula but for kids yeah yeah um and my song ended up Sounding totally different, but it still has that Monday Tuesday, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. where you can kind of yell out the days of the week, yeah. I thought, oh, that would be great for you know kids my daughter's age, she was two when I wrote it, uh-huh. and she didn't know the days of the week yet, and then we wrote a song about it, and then she did know the days of the week, so that's awesome, yeah uh
0: as a sidetrack, sorry real quick what did what did you what did you used to listen to when you were a kid? what was your Music.
1: Well, when I would like when I was like little, from, little I, from from the very
0: beginning when you when your parents were playing you music, mm-hmm. what were they playing you?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like Carol King, right, right. James Taylor, right, right. Carly Simon, like that's Kat the Stevens. first. That's yeah, exactly the that's, cartoon
0: cover with the dude sitting under the tree. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah was
1: that yeah. T for the Tellerman, maybe. I don't know. I Just remember um, that. I remember what
0: they looked yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't read.
1: <laughs> um, I I just. That was the first stuff I remember yeah. hearing. Yeah. Um, and I became obsessed with Carol King, like, as a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, obsessed. I'd never have had an obsession with a famous person ever since then. But I think I was, like, seven years old or something, and my parents took me to see Carol King because I was so obsessed. And I brought her flowers, and I put them up on the stage. Aww. And, like, I wrote to her publicist or whatever I, I would send like little presents to carol king and yeah anyway so wouldn't
0: that be funny if, <sighs> if your obsession lasted so long that that's the only reason why you became friends with mark hallman and moved to austin and everything it's, you're like i can no, get close it wasn't to her. that it wasn't that intentional
1: <laughs> actually and i i have run into um carol's daughter louise yeah. a handful of times out in la too which um she's really sweet and uh We did a co-build together at one point, but I just saw her when I was out there for the Niccolo Elvis Costello show. I ran into her at the Greek. Oh, wow. Um, And it is always like a little bit. She is great. She's so great. She has a podcast about songwriting and stuff too with Paul Paul Zolo. Um, And yeah, but it's always, you know, when I interact with her, I'm just like, oh yeah, this is a person who we have a bunch of friends in common. And then like, I think for a minute, like, oh, but she grew up as like the, the kid of Carol King and Jerry Goffin—that's yeah. a trip.
0: I remember meeting her and just kind of being like, "Wow, she like she really like you look at her. She's beautiful, but she looks a lot like Carol. Yeah, she does. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyway, okay, so uh, so that's what that's what you were listening to. That's so what it wasn't I kids music
1: as a kid. It it wasn't kids music. I mean, right. I I do remember listening to Rafi. There was definitely yeah Rafi. yeah
0: I remember Rafi. Um, I mean, I remember who he is because of younger cousins and stuff
1: yeah. yeah but no it was a lot of that like singer-songwriter stuff and then yeah. when i got a little bit older i think maybe like eight or nine i got really into the dirty dancing soundtrack right uh, which is where i discovered otis Redding, Saul yeah burke the shirelles the ronettes you know, right um, so this
0: kind of leads it also back because i mean i was into music from when i was a little kid my my parents were young and they were also from another country so they didn't know. Like the first time I ever heard, like John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, was in first grade. I was just like, "What are all these people what singing? Like, what is this song?" Everybody <laughs> knew it. I was like, "What is going on?" But um, it, eventually, like there were there were things that like, like Sha Na was a thing when I was a kid, which was like this band from the seventies that was like a fifties throwback. <gasps> they had like a TV oh. show, and. Um, they actually even played Woodstock. But then there was this stuff like, did you ever have the Grease soundtrack? Yeah. Okay, so you know that, that not just the original songs for it, but there's like on side two or three, there's like a whole section. That's Shana playing like Blue Moon and stuff like that.
1: Oh, cool. But
0: that, like something about that older rock and roll and the, the music, like It's My Party and I'll Cry If I Would Like, just all that stuff sounds like kids music.
1: It does. You know why? Because it's pop music. Yeah. You know? Yeah, (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah. But it it sounds like kids music because lyrically it's simple. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, the thing is with that music, like, the rest of it isn't simple. Right. Like, the arrangements aren't simple. Like, they really thought everything through. Yeah. Yeah. and, I mean, that's what I love about that era of music. I mean, the 50s, the 60s, coming in a little bit into the 70s. Right. You know, although you get a little headier with lyrics in the 70s. But the <laughs> but the pop was, there was still stuff like still- Bay
0: City Rollers and stuff like okay. that. That was real fun. And Captain Antonio
1: mm-hmm. and ABBA. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Going too far into the 70s for me.
0: No, well, I I know. I'm sorry, but that's when I was a little kid. But that, yeah. I mean, like, Kung Fu Fighting was the first record I ever bought with my own money. And I think I was like four or five. Hmm. And I mean, have you ever, you know that song? Yeah. I mean, it has Kung Fu in it. And I was a little boy, so it was, sure. it was the most awesome thing I'd ever heard. So, right, uh, that's
1: a note. Make a note. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Song idea. Um,
0: but it's funny that, 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 that uh, children will naturally gravitate to that. Like I remember my cousin Eric, when he was a little kid, he it was like the 80s and he was really into like Michael Jackson and he was really into Huey Lewis. But then he heard Surfing USA (laughs) and like all of a sudden he was just listening to like Chuck Berry (laughs) <laughs> and like mm-hmm. the twist you got yeah. a twist song too yeah yeah
1: yeah no that stuff i mean and it's the repetition too which works for kids and adults like yeah we, we <laughs> like the repetition we can latch onto it yeah. without listening too hard yeah edie's been into uh barbara ann recently that's you know very repetitive
0: and also it has almost like a you can close your eyes and see like a whole ba ba ba, like a mm-hmm. a big guy singing that. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, it almost sounds like a cartoon. It
1: sounds like a party, actually. <laughs> yeah. Listening to that song over and over again, there's all this background noise. Like, it's it at, is at a, party. a freaking party.
0: They recorded it like oh, they did in a house a par- and having a party. Well, yeah, that's okay. So,
1: it wasn't like a pretend party no, no, in no. the studio. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Thanks for it. It might me have actually been story. the first
0: concept album.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll tell Edie about this. Yeah be like they actually recorded this at a party i think there's
0: a video for that song where they're all sitting in the living room with all the girls all around them and it's the it's them recording oh that.
1: i'm gonna have to find that <laughs> for her she'll love it
0: yeah what a fun band like that um all right so are you making videos for these
1: i'd love to but it's so expensive i don't have the budget yeah, yeah.
0: what kind of video would you make a cartoon animated
1: um good question i mean if i had the budget to do any kind of video probably what i would do um is like a handful of short videos um not a full length song video because i don't think a parent or a kid is gonna sit necessarily and watch a full length (laughs) but i mean i haven't really thought about it because i don't have the budget for it but i'd probably do a handful of short little things maybe an animation of the cover yeah um I don't know.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it. I just realized in my mind you're too young. You didn't see like the, uh, like the conjunction junction. What's your function? Did you see that I, stuff? Yeah.
1: It's not my era, but end? I know about it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Did you, uh, was that like, did you want to have some, cause it's fun, but there's also, you're also learning. What a, yeah. How, that's different than a normal song that you would write as Charlie Faye.
1: Right. And I'm it's not necessarily one of my goals, uh, with this record. Right. I mean um and I think a lot of uh I mean everybody's got different goals when they're making music, right? And I um there are a lot of people making music for kids where one of the big goals is is education. Right. It's not one of my main goals. I I think for me it's more about like Something that's really fun, you know, that kids and parents can enjoy equally, yeah, yeah um and um and also is relevant yeah for for people today, but with the sounds that I love right, from the sixties
0: yeah, and but I think those i for some reason when I was listening to it, it just like all of this stuff rushed. To me, kind of about friends of mine that have had kids over like the last ten years, and like I've made a couple of children's playlists of like stuff like you know you can listen to the Archies, you can listen to the Turtles. Like my god, that music! Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's almost like when I was a little kid, there was like it. Pop music seemed like it was for kids. It wasn't like well, it
1: was, it was. If
0: it was dirty, it was very well hidden, like sugar, sugar. Well,
1: no, I mean the Archies. I mean that was for. Yeah, but for there young was, yeah, teenagers. the Yeah, it was, Archies. Yeah, it was a cartoon. I mean, so that's bubblegum pop, right? Bubblegum yeah. pop is for, right. like, pre-teens to... Yeah. Um, so you're right. That, that is who it was for.
0: But that's the same kind of stuff that, I mean... All right. Well, let me go back to this. Uh, what made you make this album?
1: Well, I had a kid.
0: Right. Well, I know. Right, right, right. And there's not um, great children's music. Yeah, you... you well, was she born in the era of Baby Shark or after Baby Shark?
1: After, I think that was a long. I, I don't know when that was from. That
0: little guy, my nephew, he was born in the Baby Shark in the era. Baby Shark oh era. God, I love Baby Shark. Oh, oh my God.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I thought people hated it, but I'm not super familiar. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think what I learned as I started to kind of dig into the children's music genre, is that there's actually a lot of good stuff out there. Oh, there is. Okay. I mean, because what I hear from, like, most parents who aren't uh, in that world is that there isn't that much. Right. You know, and I think that was my feeling, too, a little bit. Although, um, before I moved to Austin, back in my New York days, I toured with a guy named Dan Zanes, who was doing folk rock. Is that the author rock? For, the author guy? That's Warren. That's his oh, brother, that's Warren, Warren think, Zanes. He's a great writer. Yeah. Um, Dan Zanes, Dan and Warren had a band called the Del Fuegos yeah. in the 80s. Then, um, I guess, Dan started doing um, family music after he had a kid uh, and did really well at it. And I was in his band. I was like the, the kind of main female singer in the band and I played guitar and mandolin and, it was this folk rock thing, and it was actually great music. Um, he won a Grammy for Best Children's Album while, while I was touring with him, and um, it was a really nice tour. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I
0: met some of the – you remember Parachute Express? Have you ever heard those guys? uh uh-uh. a That was one that was associated with Jim Bree and my stepmom. Okay. W- thought it would be a good idea for me to write with those. I ended up hanging out with those guys, but, but anyway. Yeah, it is, it's, a, it's, a, it's a scene.
1: <laughs> it's it's really interesting. I have to say, so Dan was kind of the only person I knew in yeah. kids music um, until I started doing this recently. And now more recently, I've met a lot more people in the kids music world. First of all, there's a lot more great music for kids and families than you think there is. And I'm happy to spread some links around. Because there's more people
0: like Dan, like you, like Sarah Hickman, like Joe who had kids and they're cool songwriters anyway. Yeah. And they just, yeah.
1: One of my favorites um, is this guy, Casper baby pants.
0: (laughs) It sounds,
1: (laughs) the name sounds ridiculous, but it's the guy from presidents of the United States of America. And he's a freaking genius. Yeah. His songwriting is genius. Um, It's, it's really unbelievable. Yeah. uh, How good it is. Um, Anyway, you What's know. What's it called Captain Baby Pants? Casper Baby Casper Pants. Casper Baby Pants. God. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I'll send you a link. Yeah. It's really good. Um, it's smart. It's really smart. Yeah. Uh so yeah, and but as I've gotten more kind of involved in this community, I've um I've come to realize like it's a different culture, like from our music culture that we have been in together. Yeah. Uh it feels different. Um, but the people in it are like wonderfully wacky
0: <laughs> yeah they have to be yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because i never thought of you as writing a song called cookie tree well which i fantasize about now all the time
1: <laughs> that song i co-wrote with pete thomas uh, oh yeah who's elvis costello's yes. drummer yeah um and he has a grandson the same age as my daughter yeah uh and i knew that and i knew i wanted him to play drums on the record and, and i was like well you're kind of in that like little kid mindset too like do you want to try writing a song together um and so he came up with an idea for a song called biscuit tree
0: oh because he's british he's british yeah
1: and i was like well cool <laughs> but can we maybe <laughs> maybe cookie tree would connect with more yeah 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 <laughs> of our audience yeah. here
0: i don't fantasize about biscuit Tree.
1: biscuit tree <laughs> it's cute um yeah so we wrote that one together which uh, so much fun um and then when we're we're registering our our songs and um and he can you believe this has never had to register a song with a pro before nobody has taken advantage of Pete Thomas's writing abilities which blows my mind because he's great he's really great
0: the only guy I really know of him playing with all the time is Elvis Costello and I'm like well he's kind of got it under control
1: he does he's doing that's that's been that's been his main gig but he does a bunch of other. no 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 i mean elvis
0: probably wouldn't ask him to write a song because he's 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 doing all right on his own oh
1: right yeah 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 Yeah.
0: but yeah um so uh all right so let's talk about a little bit about because you had a really great cast of of characters adrian quesada
1: yeah my favorite yeah
0: one of my favorite i don't even know what to call he's just one of my favorites
1: I remember you telling me about Adrian before I knew who he was.
0: Really? Yeah. What did I say?
1: You said I should get him to produce a Fayette's record.
0: Oh, that makes sense. And, and oh, my was, God. That would be a great record. This was before record.
1: Black Pumas. This was like yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, I wish we had been able to do it, but I think the timing didn't work out or something. And then there was Black Pumas, and then it was, just, yeah, you know. Um, I,
0: I was a, kind of a fan of his production. And then when I heard, did you you know the band The Sword? It's like a total uh-huh. fucking metal band from here. No. Like toured with Metallica and stuff. Like I, like wouldn't, I wouldn't know about on. that. But yeah, You'd see him. <laughs> okay. like, you'd hear about it. But he did one of their records. And it was honestly, hmm. that's when I was just like, okay, this guy can do anything in the world. Because it is easy. Look, it's making the hair on my arm stand up. It's one of the greatest metal records I've ever heard in my life.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: Anyway, sorry. He's great. Yeah. What did he bring to the table? That cool right hand?
1: Uh, just great. Great guitar stuff. Like, I just knew... I mean, for me, going into the studio producing this record... Yeah, yeah. um, Okay, Rosie. Rosie, I I think you got something out of my purse.
0: Is that from your purse? I think so. I think she got it out of the garbage. (laughs) Oh,
1: well, (laughs) great.
0: Sorry, she's a (laughs) terrible dog.
1: No, she's very sweet. Um, Yeah, for me, going into the studio producing this record. Yeah. Um, I knew I just needed to get people who already had the right aesthetic. I mean, I, I, I would do that no matter what. Yeah. Um, I prefer to bring in people who are already gonna naturally do the thing that I like. Yeah. And I don't really have to over-communicate yeah. about it. Um, and I knew that Adrian would would be able to do that. Now, Scott Davis, who played bass on the record... He and I were in this little rock and roll band together for a while. Um, And it's funny because I was thinking, I was like, oh, maybe I'll get him to play guitar on the record because he's a great guitar player. He played guitar in the rock and roll band.
0: What was that rock and roll
1: band? Uh, It was called the Waterloo Beat. Okay. Um, We had just one great gig, and then I think everybody got distracted with other projects because it was kind of a super group. You know, and everybody's involved in other stuff. Right. But, um, but Scott was so great on guitar um, in that band that I was like, oh, I, I was like, I, I think it would be great to have you play on this kids record I'm making. Um, and then I was like, who should I get for bass? That's going to be the hardest thing for me because I'm so picky when it comes to bass players. I've been spoiled over and over again. Yeah. So. Um, and Scott was like, actually, uh, I I play bass. That's my main instrument. That's that's my first instrument. So, um, and Scott works a lot with Adrian. So awesome. Scott scooted yeah. over to bass and called Adrian to see if he would play guitar on the record. Um, and then Trevor Nealon played keys. Pete Thomas came in, played drums. Um and that was the basic tracking sessions you
0: guys cut live at at at, at uh, cedar Cedar Creek. Creek, yeah, awesome. you yeah. guys must have been one of the first bands or I don't know, I guess man, is time messed up for you in your head
1: yes okay
0: mine mine too <laughs> when did the congress house I, were we moving out of there in january of twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one It
1: was still kind of during pandemic
0: yeah time. kind of yeah. Like there was one guy. Depending a mask. depending
1: on how long you were doing the pandemic, I did it right. longer than some people. But um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as soon as I got vaccinated, I was out of there. Yeah, I was like just spit in my face. I don't care. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I got it again.
1: Mm. Well, I even though I I stayed isolated for a long time, I I got it and I got I got it bad. So sorry. Thanks. I'm okay now.
0: Oh yeah, you look good, <clears throat> sound good. That's the second time I've told you you look good. Is that weird?
1: No, I like Cause it. Because we're friends. Okay. No, we're good.
0: Right. <laughs> I never want to make you feel uncomfortable. I went to Johnny's and he was it was all weird about how I look.
1: No, <laughs> it's fine.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, Jim Brumberg, who you introduced me to and brought him on the show, loved him. He's you guys worked together? Yeah. Yeah?
1: Yeah, we worked together on all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of this stuff. So I remember reaching out to him about writing for the record, and that never happened. But then I had these songs. I had the basic tracks, and I was thinking about overdubs, and there were a handful of songs that I felt like had a lot of potential but needed more or needed help, you know, just right, needed right. something. Um and Jim is such a wonderful producer, um, and also um, understands kids.
0: Um, right, he has kids. Yeah, and he also didn't. Oh God, I've done so many of these that sometimes they blow together. But I'm pretty sure he's the guy that collects a bunch of instruments and tries to play them. Isn't that part of his thing? I don't know. If that's a part of his weird thing. Stuff.
1: But like, he does have a bunch okay. of instruments. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He his, did say that yeah. in the podcast. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. No, I mean, he can play pretty much any instrument. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I I had a feeling that if I sent him this stuff, he could do something cool with it, and he did. I mean, he, he understands what I like, um, and he's able to play a bunch of different instruments and um, has great ideas, and he really, um, on seven days of fun, mm-hmm. that's like kind of his... Masterpiece of this record um but he also did a lot with me and my family um
0: that's a great song thanks yeah uh there's a modern family going on in there
1: yeah a few different kinds a few different
0: kinds yeah yeah I that's mean, that's what i I wanted to say because this is the first children's album that i've listened to in a long time right so yeah. since sarah hickman's Records and that was a long time, and and times have changed, and things are different, and people yeah. talk are talking about. There was no, there was no song like my uh, like my family in 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 when I was a kid, yeah. That I knew of,
1: yeah, yeah. And did you write know. that on your own? Um, I wrote that with Bill Maine. Okay, yeah. Who is he? Um, he is my favorite co writer. He lives in Nashville. We wrote a bunch of the Fayette stuff together. Okay. Um. And, you know, often with him, I come in with an idea for a song. Right. Um, and I did for this one, I think, mostly because, you know, um, there are so many songs and so many, sh- there's so much that depicts a kid with their mom and dad all together. like, right. And yeah. You know, my kid, you know, sometimes she's with her mom and sometimes she's with her dad. Yeah. Um, and then I have friends who are like, you know, it's two moms and a kid. Yeah. Or uh, there are so many, so many. different ways, yes. you know, and that was the hard thing about writing this song was I'm like, I only have three verses. What about the kid who lives with their grandma? And right. what about the right, kid right. who, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, who's yeah, being raised yeah, by their yeah, brother? Yeah. Like there are just so many things that I can't get in here. Um, and that was hard for me, but I think I just wanted a, a few more kids to feel seen. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. There and- was, sorry to interrupt you, but like when I was a kid, uh, you know, I was born in 1968. My parents were divorced by like 1969.
1: <laughs> so you're like Edie. Like Edie. Yeah. So
0: I, I never, I, like I have no recollection of having my parents that I know. I know them as separate people. Right. <laughs> and when I try and think of them together, it's really insane. Like I could never, I remember going like at places that where we'd all be together and I'd just be like, who, how did you guys even meet? You know what <laughs> I mean? So th- that was never reflected in any real stories when I was a kid, you know? And and I, 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 I don't remember consciously feeling left out, but I do remember thinking things like, well, that's not my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about flying to Miami for the summer? You know, like, what about that story? So yeah. it's great to hear that 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 in songs and like that sort of like yeah bringing everyone to the party.
1: And I just, I mean, it's funny because like, I don't want to make a thing out of it. I just want everyone to feel like this is a totally normal, this is... Yeah. It, it comes being. out that way yeah
0: yeah well i noticed it because uh, you know i was looking at what what is different about this as a children's album than what i grew up in and, and it did stem from sending my sister the links to those songs and then thinking to myself like oh man uh milo wears a tutu might get this record vetoed like i made. i, I, I wonder I, they might they might kick well I, that's just a, that that's not everyone now, these are people that, that one of the Jim is in a mall. Let me give you a little, just a quick little backstory.
1: Uh-huh. It's a Florida mall. Miami. I think. It right a, there. Yeah. You know what's happening. <laughs> but,
0: Aber, uh, not Abercrombie, uh, Crate and Barrel and Nordstrom's had rainbows in the window. Uh-huh. My sister, that's her son, he's five now, and she was like, I can't believe they're doing this. I mean, they're promoting all of this. Like, she's getting pretty upset. Mm-hmm and uh and i'm like well what what's wrong like what what are you what are you it's losing rain- it's what red, are they taking to-
1: orange yellow
0: right <laughs> right i'm like my thing to her was like what what are you, what are they taking from you here like what is why are you upset because people just want to be seen and noticed and accepted and her response was i have a 5 year old son he's seeing these rainbows everywhere and i'm like yeah he's not seeing like
1: He's going to start drawing them.
0: <laughs> well, so it's, it's like it's there's nothing sexual about this rainbow I or anything know. that's going to lead him know. down I some path of weirdness. I, uh, but that's where I think like I, I, there's also the chance I was like, oh, she doesn't seem like a real listen to the lyrics person. So it, she might just be like, oh, Milo, where's the tutu? Whatever. Cool. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> You never know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that one's pretty explicit. I was trying trying
0: to get you into some Jim Bree scenes. And then I realized, and then I realized like, oh, yeah, what if Nicole here?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if they if they listen at all, it's I'm not going to be their thing, you know, and I I did think about that when I'm making this record, but I don't care about I mean, you shouldn't. Yeah.
0: No, you shouldn't. And you know what's interesting? Sarah wrote that with you, right? Yeah. Sarah Hickman. Yeah, she's she's really good at taking on uh, issues that are controversial to people, mm-hmm. and in a song. Yeah, she's always been really good at that. Speaking her mind and standing up for people that need a little standing up yeah. For sometimes. Yeah. 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 So w- was that your idea or her idea? The song.
1: Um, kind of both. So I think the conversation started because um, Edie had asked for a tutu and she was obsessed with this tutu that I got. It came in the mail. You know, this whole thing. Um, And I was telling Sarah about that. And then she told me that her nephew, who's now 25 years old, um, her nephew, Milo, when he was a little kid, loved to wear a tutu. And I was like, that's a great song idea. Write it down. Milo wears a tutu. Yeah. We're doing it. Boom. Yeah.
0: Well, it's, and it's not, it's, it's, it's more about uh, uh, being free, having yeah. the freedom to be who you to are express and express yourself where you want. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wear what you want yeah. to. Yeah. It's not telling people to go change. That. That's what my sister and, and, uh, and my stepmom have this view of that as. They're trying to tell you to be this kind of person. And they're, you're like, no, they're...
1: No. 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 I'm going, yeah. you know what? This is not a big deal. Yeah. Like, exactly. if someone exactly wants right. to wear, exactly. a tutu, exactly. wear a tutu, wear a tutu.
0: What What was the news story when you and Adrian came in that you didn't that you hadn't known about? We I mean, it could have with... been
1: any pop okay. culture news story. Because I was like, I don't I'm... know if you realize like, what a oh, big no. thing
0: this is for some people. Uh, like...
1: I was thinking when I was coming in here to say, I hope Johnny doesn't give me another pop culture <laughs> quiz because
0: just talk about stuff.
1: <laughs> you
0: know. That's all right, man. Here's one thing that I want to tell you that's really cool about uh that made me want to get into children's music. Mm. Gigs at ten in the morning. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, my God, that's amazing. Yeah. You're home by lunch. By nap time yeah. I mean that
1: Dan Zanes tour that I did we would do we would do fly dates we would like fly out to somewhere on a on a Friday night we would do a show at like 10 a.m Saturday 1 p.m Saturday and then the whole band would go out to dinner whatever you were in bed by 10 o'clock yeah um, and then same thing the next day at 10 a.m and a 1 p.m like nice theater show and then you're done um, it's uh so healthy
0: yeah are you so you're okay with it
1: Oh, I'm great with it. Remember, I also yeah, so am, I a, am the um, mom of a yeah. three-year-old. So I go to sleep usually before 10 o'clock. Yeah. Um, and I, now when I get invited out to see shows <laughs> late at <laughs> night, I'm like, how can I do that? I, I'm still going to wake up at yeah. 6.30 in the morning.
0: Yeah. This happened to me. Over the last couple of years with the artist development program people. Like people are like, Hey man, you wanna come out and see us? We're playing at Hotel Vegas? We start at eleven thirty. I'm like, What are you crazy? What <laughs> in what world am I gonna to go to a place at eleven thirty?
1: Well, and the thing is, like, we all just have to respect each other's sleep schedules because I remember a time when I was like, You wanna get coffee at nine? Yeah, then? yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, no, I'm asleep at that time and now I'm on the other side of it. You want me to go to a show at nine?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) No, let's get coffee at nine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It is. It's hard. It's real hard. And have you noticed that most clubs, not Continental Club, there's still people still start at midnight there, Mm -hmm. like like nothing changed. Most places there's not like most places like a band at eleven ten thirty, and that's the last one.
1: Okay, is that? I think I I haven't noticed because I don't go out. I don't go out anymore. (laughs) No. Do you miss it? Yeah. 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 I mean, I have. There, I've gone out a handful of times and every time I do, I'm like, God, it's, well, not every time. Sometimes I'm like, I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. But uh, I would say most of the time I'm like, wow, this used to be my life. I used to be able to do this all the time. And it's so fun to just be around all these friends and get to see great music. Yeah. And I do miss it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I saw Betty C the other night. I love her. Yeah. She sang on the album, So did Keen Adderley, Normal Fayettes. Yeah. Yeah. Did Barbara Nesbitt sing on it?
1: On this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got her on a track.
0: I love her too, man. She's yeah, great. Yeah,
1: she's the best.
0: Um, And there was one guy we didn't talk about, which was Trevor Nealon.
1: Yeah, he played keys on she the played whole keys. album. He's great. Yeah. yeah, Fantastic.
0: So everyone cut live.
1: Except for Jim.
0: Except for Jim who did extra stuff on Mm -hmm. his own
1: and Betty and Akina and Betty Betty Sue and Akina. Yeah.
0: Um, well, it's a great record and, uh, and Andre mixed it or I didn't look at the credits.
1: Andre mixed it.
0: Also, I can't see that without my glasses. Yeah,
1: He did a fantastic job and, um,
0: he did. Yeah. And there's a, there's a, there's a real, uh, there's a real excitement to listening to it. And it's very, very fun. And I, I'm glad that you, uh, I'm glad that you channeled your energy into into that kind of creativity. Hopefully, it'll be a, a giant. I've heard, and this is why my stepmom wanted me to get involved with these parachute express people back in the late '90s or whatever. Was because she was like, you like, she's like, some of those people like, they make a lot of money. I don't know if it's it's like the regular music business now where it's not that happening. But
1: I mean, yeah, there there are not the same ways to make money that there used to be. You can't sell. CDs the way you used to be able to but um I do feel like there's a lot of space in the market so to speak you know people are looking for great music to listen to with their kids and people are looking for fun things to do with their kids and um I can't remember if we've talked about this but um I have teamed up with um, Cindy Hawes, who has a band called Strawberry Ops, and KUTX um, to launch a family music concert series at the Far Out Lounge. um, That's
0: the first one, the 10 a.m.
1: That's the 10 a.m. It's called The Breakfast Boogie. And it's not just me. It's a different act every Saturday morning. Um, So Saul Paul will be the first one uh, on the 15th coming up. And then uh, we'll play on the 22nd. And these are 10 a.m. shows at the Far Out Lounge. We're going to have, like, popsicles and bubbles and, like, just make it a really fun, festive environment. That's rad. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's totally Um, rad.
1: Because I feel like there's just not – there's not enough going on. There are – there are some things you can bring your kids to, yeah. uh, you know, for music um, over the weekend, but a lot of it is like, and I,
0: well, one thing is like going to like a a, a a a place with a bouncy castle or a ball thing, or actually going to a place that you would normally go as an adult. So it's fun for the parent to go to this place too, kind of right? Yeah, is that what I, you're saying?
1: Well, yeah, fun for the parent too, but and but also. Um, I feel like this genre has been kind of like marginalized into like, oh, kids music, that's for farmers markets or like <laughs> or yeah. like a coffee shop where you have to drag your own PA. And now there was a time in my life where I would have dragged a PA to a coffee shop, but I have passed that time in my life. Um, and I also don't think it serves the audience it, Best, right? Right. So there's totally a, a time and a place for the drag your own PA to a coffee shop gig, right? Um, but why is it that for this demographic of let's say people ages one to nine and yeah. their parents, why is it that those are the only options for music, right? In the live music capital of the world, it seems like somebody should be working on something on a higher level. And KUTX is rock the park does do
0: that you're doing one of those too but i'm october, doing one of those in yeah, october yeah and then there's also uh uh a thing at moon tower space jam
1: oh that got canceled oh sorry yeah <laughs> not your fault <laughs>
0: just took it from the website <laughs> but know. i was saying like those are cool places that you can utilize that way in the day uh uh well all of them but but places like moon tower at which was i think kind of the first of that model of It's all outside, dude. Just go, (laughs) just get out there and and get into it. Um, But there's like sagebrush and uh, maybe that's a little more grown up. But those kind of places are great places to have these kind of family day things.
1: family friendly. They're
0: going to be vendors and stuff like Sarah going to sell her coloring book?
1: Uh, I have a coloring book now. (laughs) Oh, you do? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Did you bring me one?
1: It's not ready yet. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta get that going like this week yeah um but yeah i mean hopefully we'll have sarah play at some point and then she'll sell the coloring book there yeah. um but yeah we're gonna have a popsicle cart um and we're this whole event production thing is new to me you know i do a lot of things yeah. right? um and event production something i have not taken on until now so i'm i'm learning on my feet and cindy and i are trying to you know put it all together okay we need popsicles we need bubbles we need a mister we need a like you know um just want to make sure it's a great experience for everybody
0: yeah uh so this first one is or not the first one the second will be july 22nd i'm gonna this will be out on on tuesday so uh so this coming saturday july 22nd uh, is, is Charlie Faye's and the, and the Fanimals record release show at Far Out Lounge at 10 a.m. I have it underlined and with an exclamation point. That's how cool I think it is to have a gig at 10 a.m.
1: Nice, nice.
0: I've actually said that to people before. I was like, man, could you imagine if gigs were like at noon? God, that'd be great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Go have the rest of your day instead of like stressing out all day, make sure your voice is together, all that well, stuff.
1: Start a, start a family music project.
0: I I don't I don't even know where to start with that, and I don't think there's anybody that would see me associated with children's music, and even think it was a good idea to bring them to this horror show of a mind.
1: I'd be curious.
0: I would be too. Um, Sarah, I bet was helpful because Sarah Sarah did really well, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Doing
0: this, yeah. Like it was a whole new avenue, yeah, of of income.
1: Yeah, and she still does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, I didn't know if she like gave it up after her kids grew up or what.
1: No, she still she still does music for kids, and um, she was definitely really inspiring to me when I first decided that I wanted to do this. I can't remember who told me, but somebody was like, "Well, you got to call Sarah Hickman." Yeah. So I did, and I told her I want to do this, and she just gave me the best pep talk. Ever. She's the best at that. <laughs> um, and then she was like, and we should write sometime. And I was like, great. Come over this week. We'll write a song. And we did. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. And it's a great song. Uh, and the whole record is great, man. There's Snack Time, Me and My Family. Uh, sorry, I called it My Family earlier. Get Down, which, by the way, I think is super cool because I say let's get down on the show. Oh, yeah. And uh, a Cookie Tree, fucking genius. Uh, armadillo, Puppy in the Bath. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she she doesn't look weird when she's wet because she doesn't have enough yeah, fur. Yeah, she's kind of short hair. Yeah, yeah, short hair anyway. But I I I can't put her in the bath. She's crazy. I have to mm-hmm. go outside and do the whole thing. But that's mm-hmm. a great song.
1: Thanks. Yeah. I think that's that's a favorite with a lot of the kids. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody likes a bath time song. Yeah,
0: and especially just kind of like the how funny like you think it just it it brings up some good visual images that made me mm-hmm. laugh. I smile. think.
1: Edie also has been very influenced by that song because she's now on a puppy song writing kick. She, so she and I write together now, so she's definitely going to have at least one co-write on the next record. <laughs> we'll be sitting around at, at breakfast having our oatmeal or whatever, and she'll be like, yeah, I want to work on a song. Like, okay. I'll say, what do you want to write a song about? Mm, and she sees my dog Rufus down under the table like, she's like, puppy trying to get my food. yeah okay we'll write puppy trying to get my food and then the next idea was puppy might knock me over (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like okay and we got we we'd get into writing these songs i'll try i'll try out like a certain groove and you know not that groove (laughs) (laughs) it's so fun she's three it's so fun yeah god so did she
0: was born in 2020 2019 2019 okay Well, all she knows really is twenty twenty and post pandemic yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. She's okay with it?
1: <laughs> She's okay with it. Yeah, she doesn't know anything different. Yeah, I
0: guess not. <laughs> she uh she goes to school. She has a like a whatever, not school, but like the she place goes they pre-school, go. preschool, yeah. Preschool. Yeah. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. Oh, did you, it's great. Did you give them the album? Have you tested this on other kids, other yes, than Edie?
1: I've I've sent it out to like friends with kids, okay. and yeah, just to get an idea of what people are connecting with. Yeah, yeah.
0: What do they? What's the?
1: Well, like I said, a lot of the kids like Puppy in the Bath. Oh, yeah, um, good. everybody likes Seven Days. So good. Everybody likes Milo. We have one um, neighbor, um, who like every time she comes home, she's like, I want the tutu song. She puts on a tutu yeah, and yeah. wants to dance to. Yeah. Milo wears a tutu. Um, yeah.
0: That's awesome. I was just wondering also like as far as like outlets, like there's not like a radio, but there is like playlists and
1: mm-hmm. there
0: is like those there's kids channels on my cable. Sometimes I'll use yeah. for Rosie.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean there um there are definitely specific like kids. Are you music working outlets. those angles? So, Does that
0: is that yes. one of the Daydream Believer? Uh, no,
1: actually, um, I have a publicist who specifically works kids' music. Okay, because it's there, a different world. There are only, I think, two people who do this specifically. Wow. Um, there were three and one retired. Um, and <laughs> uh, it's it's a whole different thing. And it's been really interesting because to me, I the kind of music I'm making on this record... It's the same genre yeah. of music that I was making with the Fayettes. It sounds the same. Yeah. And I, you could
0: go do different lyrics. And I Have believe, you thought about doing that? Yeah. I but not a Fayette. The,
1: <laughs> I believe the songs are just as good. Yeah. Um, and there are so many. So my publicist, she's pitching, you know, all the kids music uh, outlets, but she's also pitching places that covered me with the Fayettes. Right. And so many of them, <clears throat> it's just a quick answer. We don't cover kids music. You know, we don't cover kids' music. Why? This is music for yeah, people. Yeah. You know, and if you listen to it, it's not cheesy. You right. know, because no, no, I no. think there's an assumption that oh it's gonna be yeah. Cheesy.
0: Like Christian music or something. No yeah. offense against Christian. But you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um but no, there there are some really cool um kids' music radio shows too. Obviously, um Spare the Rock, Spoil the Child, which started at K U T X. That's Bill Child's show. Okay. Um uh he's been doing this for a long time and he's definitely kind of a tastemaker <coughs> uh in that world. Yeah. Um so, you know, now I'm working with him on the Breakfast Boogie, uh, the music series. Excellent. So, um And he's actually the one who booked me for Rock the Park. Great. Um, It's a small world.
0: It is a small world. Yeah. Man, how exciting, Charlie. And I, man, honestly, I can't get over this. This album cover is great. Thanks. And if it could come to life, I'd be ecstatic.
1: Maybe I should get Uh, someone to animate it. It's a great
0: photo of Edie, too.
1: It's cute, right?
0: She's so big. It's hard to, I keep on, like, I have a nephew that was born in 2020. and, And I was, you know, video chatting with him today. And you're just like how is this going by so fast You're- yeah
1: it does it does seem like it's going faster now i'm going to show you a video when we wrap this up um this morning she told me she wanted to work on that's what i like about you cause that's a song we've been learning together okay um and she was like no i want to do a performance of oh. it so she wanted to like stand on her little couch yeah uh with a microphone and like yeah. do it a- yeah <laughs> and uh and i caught some of it on video i'll have to show you it's so good
0: yeah so funny isn't it how how like uh this little guy max my cousin was like hey max wrote a song he wants to sing it for you and i'm like oh sing me your song max and he's like you can't come in i'd like just a 100 percent like committed to this yeah. performance and everything like just this three-year-old kid amazing I love that.
1: <laughs> yeah, they haven't developed that, you know, self-consciousness yet.
0: Yeah, no one's made fun of. It. Everyone's just like, "You're awesome." Yeah. <laughs>
1: if we can just keep that.
0: No, it doesn't no. happen.
1: No, cuz when you hit like 12, 11 maybe.
0: You mean when kids start being mean to you and telling you you're weird?
1: <laughs> That's just like
0: when you go to school. I mean,
1: just when like self-consciousness oh, creeps yeah. in, like, "Am I cool?" Why do I care about this I I, you always, know. I
0: was always in fear of my thing when I was a kid. in fear of your
1: I just uh, every, status
0: yeah,' because, I mean, you know it's
1: I thought you were always cool
0: that's what I've been telling people, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like one of those things that starts off with insecurities like when you start having friends like in a neighborhood and they come to your house and you have like immigrant mom. And when they walk in, you, your house smells weird. You know what I mean? It doesn't smell huh. like you know? Yeah, it's like onions and garlic going on, and like you know what I mean? It's like a whole well, different thing. And then you kind of get pegged as like, oh yeah, he's weird. And then yeah, you then you're that guy for the rest of the time.
1: Yeah, we all we all had something. Yeah, that we were self conscious about. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um well, I'm glad that you're out there making music that that will hopefully take kids out of feeling self conscious at an early age. What is the age of like what is the how like who's the market here
1: yeah older these kids? i would say um probably like two to seven or eight yeah um and then thirty five to eighty yeah mhm
0: yeah, yeah I yeah. know i <laughs> <laughs> my grandma's a hundred. I bet she would like it. Yeah. She might, even though she exceeds your, your age. I mean,
1: me. yeah, I'm, I i don't know.
0: You know, what's funny when we were talking earlier if, about, if,
1: if she thought that, you know, the Beatles were noise, then it's probably not. No. Her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I
0: don't know what she thought when they came out. By the time I was around, I was listening to kiss and stuff. And so the Beatles were like a, a recipe yeah. <laughs> for, her. um, and they didn't weren't spitting blood and fire and all that stuff. Um, one time, Will and I were trying to Will Sexton and I were trying to to uh, relieve his ex wife's anxiety because Macaulay, his son, had started listening to Eminem,
1: mm-hmm. and she
0: was like, "No, this stuff is gonna you know it's gonna warp his mind and all this stuff." And Will was like, "No, nah, man, we listen to Kiss and then we start saying the lyrics." And we were so embarrassed <laughs> about the stuff we had been listening to. But what I was going to, you guys
1: s- were like, we turned out fine.
0: <laughs> that was the argument that started and it eventually just kind of fizzled out, and she won
1: like your argument, and also you were trying to do something about bliss 's anxiety
0: yeah yeah, it didn't work <laughs> no um obviously uh, so uh what I was going to say is that that the pop music from that time when I enjoyed uh as a kid mm-hmm. And and this music That you're making now The the music that's making That's coming out now When you were saying Like uh, Pop music Was like Sugar Sugar And stuff like that But now I mean Going back to 2020 There was WAP
1: You know if I don't That's know, an if acronym you know, I don't know about it
0: For wet Ass Oh And that was like The number one song At the time Like the number one song huh. Was like this song That they couldn't even Say the name of They had to Just call it WAP
1: what like? What did it sound like? What's?
0: Oh, it's like- awesome! It's a banger. Okay. I mean, come on! Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> if you're like a parent and you have like a, you know,
1: like well, son, this or a is daughter, a or like well, a- anybody,
0: th- you this know, is like a thing
1: that can happen <laughs> when you're.
0: <laughs> Why I used to listen to the radio when I was like five <laughs> and four and six. You know what I mean? And yeah. so uh, yeah, you
1: know what the the truth is. Um most of it goes over their heads until they're old enough to actually have a conversation right, about it. Right, Um I mean, talk That's about talk about me watching Dirty Dancing when I was like eight or nine. I never realized that she had an abortion. Yeah. I had no idea. and But it's not like I asked my mom, like, so what happened there? Because I'm, what you know, yeah. I, it just went right over my head. I didn't even think about it. You know, and Edie has watched that movie now. I don't, um, you know. She loves the dancing
0: and
1: the music, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's funny how that dancing so. and music can really cover. I had a friend just like a year ago be like, man, Saturday Night Fever, just such a, man, that movie just like, it gets me like in such a good mood. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like how? He's like, oh, the dancing and the music. I'm like, dude, they gang rape somebody. And then a guy kills himself. Like, that's what's going on in that movie. Oh, my God. Like, it's the most awful thing in the world that you've ever seen. Wow. Their friend. Their friend. They rape their friend. Oh, and at the end God. of it, she's upset. And he's like, are you proud of yourself? <laughs> yeah. It's like the basic I
1: guess it, I've never it is seen that movie. such
0: a dark movie. Jeez, it's great, I, I don't but it is an extremely it dark movie. Seems
1: like maybe just get the soundtrack.
0: The soundtrack's a whole different <laughs> scene, man. Yeah, people just staring at... Anyway... Look, sorry, I didn't want to...
1: Well, we went dark on yeah. this kids' music interview. I,
0: I know, but I realized, I was thinking about it, and I was like, kids aren't going to be listening to this. No, Their kids aren't, aren't.
1: going to be listening to this. And, you <laughs> know, and the parents that are who are listening to it are, are progressive parents. Yeah. They're, they're yes. cool.
0: Unless my sister's listening to it, and then we're all in trouble.
1: Sorry, Johnny's sister. <laughs>
0: Her name's Nicole. Sorry, Nicole. Yeah. Um, Charlie Faye and the Fanimals. Beautiful album. Is there anything I'm missing here? Uh, congratulations. Thanks. On being a producer on Thanks. the back of the album and everything. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm glad to see that. Thanks. I know that you've always had vision and you've always had like a real strong idea of what you want to do and to know that, that now you're the, the boss yeah. person. Yeah. It's good it to was, know.
1: I, I um, take my, the reins. My first time in the driver's seat. Yeah. yeah. And it felt good.
0: You did a great job. Thanks. Yeah. Um, anything else I'm missing? Fanimals dot com. That's where you can go. Yeah. To keep up with everything, you can go there. And uh, we're, um,
1: it's on. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Instagram, all, all the places. TikTok? Mm, no. <laughs> I'm. Me
0: neither. Behind. I tried to get on TikTok and then I got off. I did,
1: I did. I put a couple things up there a while ago and then I was like, I can't handle another platform. That's
0: the same way with me. Although I got on this threads that people are going to about. Yeah, crazy I don't about.
1: feel like doing that either.
0: I don't either, but I did it. Um, all right. Uh, everyone get out there and check out this record. It will be out Friday, July 21st. Uh, right now, the singles uh, 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 Seven Days of Fun and Milo Wears a Tutu are available now wherever it is you stream and, and download music. And uh, you can buy a physical CD, I'm sure, by going to charliefayandthefanimals.com. Thanks for doing the show, Charlie.
1: Thanks for having twice me. Twice in one year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For yeah. a daydream believer. Yeah. For the other one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And how's, how is how is Adrian doing? Great. Said, did yeah. she go to Helsinki today yeah. or something? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. She's, she's flying to Helsinki. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every- she's going on a trip with her dad. Nice. Really cool. Nice. Yeah.
0: All right. All um, right. You have a great summer. Have a great show. I'm sorry I can't be there Saturday, but go go to uh, to Far Out Lounge this Saturday, July 22nd at 10 a.m. and see Charlie Faye and the Fanimals record release party and a bunch of crazy kids running
1: right That's right. Yeah. Hanging at
0: the pool. Wednesday, that was Charlie Faye. Her record, Charlie Faye and the Fanimals, drops this Friday, July 21st. Don't forget, she is doing a record release show Saturday, July 22nd at Far Out Lounge. At 10 a.m. She's also doing a bunch of other shows. Go to Charlie Faye and the Fanimals.com to get involved with that. Great conversation with Charlie Faye. Always great to have her on the show. I think that's like the fifth time or sixth time she's been on the show. Great talking to her. Great. Check out Daydream Believer, the company that she has with my friend uh, Adrian Lake. They have a company they were just on a few months ago talking about that. But it's great to have Charlie Faye back on the show. Hey, gang, listen, while you're checking out Charlie Faye and the Fanimals and looking it up on Spotify and stuff, don't forget that you can subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you find podcasts, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, new, shoes, new shows every Tuesday and every Friday. We do a from the vault every once in a while on Saturdays. Maybe there's one coming this Saturday. I don't know. I don't know, gang. Anyway, I hope you have a great week. Come out to my show, How Did I Get Here Presents, this Friday, July 21st at Soundspace at Quacks with my special guests, Leslie Sisson from Moving Panoramas and Aaron Sinclair, all right? Go to gigstand.com to get tickets or check the link at the bottom of the text of this podcast. Have a great week. Whatever is you're doing, gang, let's get down.